Hello, and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Algie. Hi, I'm Algie. My pronouns are any and all pronouns. I'll be playing Des. Their pronouns are they, them, and their familiar snickersnee, also they, them. You can find me on Twitter at 11 thirds or on Tumblr at equals 11 thirds. And this is the only project I'm currently involved in. And M? Hi, I'm M. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing Tenna, whose pronouns are she, her, along with her familiar Tattle, whose pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter at SketchMouseArt or on Instagram at SketchMouse. I do mostly art and cosplay things. And Sam. Hi, I'm Sam. I use they, them pronouns. I'll be playing Nanette and their familiar Benz, both of whom use they, them pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at JustSamPlease, and I do a lot of writing, narrative design, editing, that kind of stuff for tabletop and video games. And I'm Brandon. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. You can find me on almost all social media at The Rising Tides. I'm a speculative fiction writer and game designer from Trinidad and Tobago who is presently working on my own little games. But today, I will be your host and game master, and we will be presently playing Familiars of Terror by Elizabeth Chai Pradit-Cool of Angry Hamster Gaming. Familiars of Terror is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. This is my first time game mastering a thing, really. Uh, so I have uh, something very interesting in mind for you. It, it, this uh, very small uh, one-shot of ours actually even has a name. It is called Hanel's Lock. So as we begin, I would actually like to start um, with Tenna. Oh, um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> hi, Tenna. Um, you have been summoned to... A private meeting with one of your mentors um, at one of the, like, private uh, office meeting buildings in Endril. Okay. Um, um, I'm imagining that you're on your way there or you're already there. Which would you prefer? Uh, it can be on the way there. Um, Tenna's heading there with a tattle, a little winged squirrel on her shoulder. <laughs> um, so ahead of you then, um, there is... A large kind of powder blue building. Um, its architecture is almost reminiscent of a cathedral. Um, lots of arched windows and arched wooden double doors. Um, and when you get there, um, two attendants at the door open the door for you and nod. Um, they seem kind of uh, rushed. They seem very worried about something, but they refuse to say what it is. Um, and they're looking at you with a kind of worry and trepidation, but they let you in um, very cordially um, and uh, lead you to a very large conference room uh, with a very large uh, wooden table in the center. Um, more very beautiful, ornate, arched windows that give you this uh, very wonderful sweeping view of Northern Endril beyond them. And in that room already is a man named Sev, who is pacing very, very anxiously. <laughs> and he's muttering to himself, this, this is terrible. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I could do this right now. I think this is, uh, what are we supposed to? And then he catches you and pauses, straightens up, um, neatens his robes. Uh, hi, Tana. Uh, please sit down. Um, Tana does so, uh, has a very, a serious face on trying to um not show that she's might be a bit nervous although her hands are playing with like a bunch of bracelets around her wrist um i don't presume any of the attendants have told you why you're here uh no they just let me in the building but um what, what's going on um there's 
a, a very urgent concern to uh, the entire council, but mostly Andril, um, that we would really like some uh, seekers to venture out and explore for us. But there are two other guests that have yet to arrive, and I haven't even seen the rest of the council yet, uh, even though I know that they're already here. Um, uh, just, just wait for a moment. I'm sure um, they should arrive at any moment. Um, <clears throat> and he briefly loses himself and starts back pacing as if he wasn't actually speaking to you and speaking to himself. And then straightens himself up again and heads very meekly to the to the door. Um, at this time, um, both Nanette and Des are also on their way. <clears throat> um, I presume that you are tr- you have been ushered by coach. You are literally in the back of a-, a coach that is being drawn by two horses. Is this the first time that the both of you are meeting each other? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Des tends not to stay in any one place, so probably. Yeah, same with Nanette. Nanette, um, to greet you, um, they just kind of nod very, like, simply and, and respectfully, but silently. Um, I think Des can take the hint that Nanette, um, is comfortable in silence, and, uh, they are also comfortable in silence if the occasion calls for it, so... Just gonna chill out here. Also in that coach is one very um, heavy-built drill fellow in what looks like a brown cloak and uh, brown leather-ish pants, kind of faux leather pants, uh, who grumbles to himself about um, some terrible things that are happening in the Northern Badlands. Um, in particular, uh you you do very clearly hear him say if if one of those warped things ha- harms any of my family here i'm going to get really upset i don't know why we keep sending children to do what should be adults jobs making sure that these people stay safe nanette is just listening very like is watching him basically i imagine that's very sternly just just very like very like direct gaze just listening um, not like facing him totally, but like kind of like angled towards the window of the carriage, maybe, but like just staring at him kind of out of the corner of their eye, um, very, very directly. Uh, Des is not looking at him, um, and is in fact pretending to not be listening, but is picking up what, what he's saying because, you know, but also not, uh, saying anything back. Or seeming to be paying attention. Okay. Um, he, therefore, does not notice that you're still very clearly listening to him. Which, uh, he's actually kind of throwing some of those things for you. But I guess he doesn't even notice that you... He thinks that you don't care. So... Well, I don't care. I am listening, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, the both of you... Um, the coach stops at this very beautiful powder blue cathedral-esque building. Um, the two attendants at the wooden double doors in the front come to the carriage and escort you out. Um, as you are headed to the door, another attendant brings two other um, very uh, stately-looking individuals to the door. Um, uh, they are ushered up... They are ushered through the door first. Um, and then uh, the two attendants also lead you through. Um, something I'm not sure I, I mentioned earlier, or so- something I think I should probably make clear, especially because it contrasts so much with where we are. Um, Nanette's, um, well, so Ben's, Nanette's familiar, is undead, um, which means that basically they're like kind of a zombie capybara um, looking thing with like, somewhat skeletal like one of it's it's right front leg their right front leg is is skeletal and their right eye is like so definitely obvious about it <laughs> yeah like pretty pretty obviously like and kind of kind of like grungy which is very different from this pristine like powder blue scenario we're in 
Um, I just want to make that clear. I don't know if that's like unsettling to the guards or anything, but yeah. Um, it did not unsettle the driver of the coach. It did unsettle one of the attendants who, whose eyes kind of opened very widely and you notice, but he, for, he immediately tries not to make a scene about it further because he knows that that's kind of disrespectful to just kind of judge someone's familiar like that right there in public. Um, so he kind of just keeps his eyes low as he, as he leads you into the, uh, conference room. And that means now that, um, as we cut back to the conference room, where Sev, uh, straightens up again, very suddenly, gasps, uh, and opens the conference door wide to let all of the, all of these guests in, um, antenna, you see all of them enter. First, two very, um, pale looking older, um, folks, um, that you do not recognize, who follow Sev on the other end of the table and sit um, between the table and the windows facing you. And the two attendants pull out two chairs on either side of you for Nanette and Des to have a seat on either side of you. Uh, Tenna will give a polite nod, um, figuring that Sev is about to start speaking again. Nanette does the same. Um, so, uh, Sev... Does not sit. He lets his other two guests sit as he kind of, he kind of rests his arms over the backrest of the, um, center, t- the center chair on that side of the table and says, uh, all of you are unfortunately here in order to deal with some bad news that we've recently gotten. Um, uh, I, sh- I shouldn't have to, introduce you to these two a very fine folks from the council who aren't going to be here long apparently to have um, much more dealings with this mess they've said it's insistently an endril business uh, but they're here to oversee my briefing of you uh, at which point he turns to Tenna specifically because Tenna is the one that he knows the best and feels like he can get along with the best. Um, to which he says, there have been greater attacks coming from the Badlands that are leading into Mid-Endril and Southern Intha. And we're beginning to suspect that some funny business is taking place in the Badlands that we may need to investigate. The attacks are almost happening four t- four times over from what we would have experienced a month or two months ago. Um, they're far more brutal now. I think we've lost somewhere around 30 lives total at this point, and it's only going to keep getting worse. So the council has insisted that we send seekers to investigate and attempt to mitigate whatever might be riling them up at this point. At which point, as he says that, one of the other council members uh, clears their throat very urgently, and Sev looks to them and kind of freezes very nervously, um, at which, to which the next person immediately responds, so does that mean that you're not going to mention this other silly business that you have in mind? Sev freezes for a moment and then goes, uh, <clears throat> well... You all said that it might not be possible, and I'm, at the end of the day, I am at the council's mercy. I am not here to entertain one of my own pet theories. Uh, but the other council member goes, but just for the sake of your team, perhaps you might want to humor them. And, and this person is seething at Sev very visibly, but you have no idea why. Um, I'm going to interrupt. Uh, Des looks up and says, I love silly business and impossible theories. Please, go ahead. <sighs> Sev kind of sighs, very um, very embarrassed, and uh, turns to Tenna again and says, um, Some of the other drill have reason to believe that this might have something to do with the holy grounds at Hanel. Uh, Tenna's now leaning forward. In her chair. <laughs> like she needs to hear this now. <laughs> uh, 
he's mildly pleased to see that you are also invested. And then he just, like, kind of deflates again and goes, Um, I've been told that it's highly impossible at this point that Hanel might ever be restored, but I don't know. I, I feel like if it's coming from those badlands and something is intensifying there, either it means that there is some hope that we can learn of what's happening there and perhaps that might give us a hint of its restoration or it might be the alternative it might be getting worse we may never get it back but i need to know i need to find out if it can and one of the other counselors um clears the throat again and he just kind of deflates um and then straightens up once more and goes but for the time being, your primary concern is simply to head in that direction, defend any villages on the edge of those badlands that may presently be ravaged, try to learn more about whatever is taking place, and report back so we can write an official report and probably take greater actions later. Do you understand? Uh, yes, understood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the sake of your briefing, then, I should let you know that uh, on the southern edge of Intha, there have been observations of hybrids, uh, which we're not t- supposed to have seen in quite some time. We know that many of those Plinthian hybrid, ten of them in those areas. And he's very tense and kind of, like, visibly confused when he mentions this. Um, that there have been sightings of hybrids that have been um, seen leaving the Badlands and entering Intha. Uh, but uh, according to his notes, and he's he opens a, a, bra- a small, slim brown folder, and he's flipping through um, some stapled pages in that folder. And when he gets to one page, he looks at it very confusedly, flips it back, flips it forward again. Then he turns to the other council member who hasn't spoken yet and goes, is this accurate? And that person simply nods. Um, and then he turns to the three of you again and says, um, according to these uh, briefings, the hybrids that the that they have seen in Intha have been uh, controlled by something, it would seem. There's there's an eyewitness statement here that says that someone seems to have been giving it giving those hybrids instructions of some sort. Um I don't Again, the, the the fact that there are hybrids being seen there in in the first place is already baffling and frightening to me, but I imagine that that's something that you will also have to investigate, especially if it means that they've been going into those territories specifically for something. Um, other than that, uh, there's only... Uh, when would you be ready to go out into those areas and investigate? Immediately. Right away. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I, I just want to tell my parents and brother... Uh, that I'm heading out, and then I'll be ready. Uh, understood. We can give you that time. Um, if you need an attendant, can ready a carriage for you if it's a ways away from this building, and uh, gather you back here whenever you're prepared, and just we'll be ready to head out into um, the north but at your earliest convenience. Would you prefer that? Uh, I could send them a letter if that would take too long, but I just, you know, want to tell them where I'm going. Fair enough, either way. Um, there are uh, pristine stationery in one of the other conference rooms if you'd like to send them something that looks particularly fancy. <laughs> ah, uh, I appreciate it. And um, Tana will just, you know, pen a quick letter to her family and uh, leave it with one of the attendants. Uh, the attendant nods. Um... 
they don't say anything to you. They just hold it between both of their hands and just kind of leave as if it's uh, treating it as if it's a secret document of some sort. They just kind of <laughs> disappear to your right. Um, Sev gestures for Tenor to uh, come to him privately as he steps towards the door. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I'm really sorry about this. I didn't want one of your first duties as a seeker to have to deal with all of this violence, but I figured that it would be uh, useful if I left something with you. Do you mind? Oh, um, I don't mind at all. It's... Um, and that he reaches into an inner front pocket of his robe and pulls out um, what looks like a cloth bracelet with a charm on the center of it that looks like a bell, looks like a very small silver bell, but made out of alabaster instead of silver. Um, and he puts it very gently in your hand and says, uh, if you ever feel like uh, you're in danger, if you ever see any wild or warped animals from the Badlands and you think that you can only do you can't do anything but run. All you have to do is ring the spell, and it should stun anything other than a familiar within roughly like five miles of it. But it will only work twice. Any animal that hears it a a after that, it's not going to do anything for them. So only use this if you desperately need to get out of a situation. I, I understand. Thank you for this. And he... Uh, turns to the rest of you and goes, um, are you all absolutely sure that you're ready to leave immediately? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna get up, actually, and start heading towards the door and say, yes, right now, immediately. Um, and Snickersnee is going to run out from under... Were we sitting at a table? Uh, yes, you were sitting um, facing the table, but your seats were like roughly a foot and a half away from the actual table. Okay, well, Snickersnee is going to run out from under the table um, because that one council member who was really mean to Sev, uh, Snickersnee has been queuing on their shoes and the hem of their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready to go right now. Um, understood then. Um, we can ready a carriage for you or if you'd just like to venture out on your own. Unfortunately, we can't spare... Um, a guide at the moment. We will have to trust you on your own. But um, as far as I've read in all of your um, school documents, you all look more than ready enough to handle something like this on your own. Um, I hope you agree. I understand that this is quite an intense undertaking. Wandering around on my own is what I do best. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Um, well... In that case, um, uh, speak to my attendants and let them know what you may need. Um, and you may venture out into the north at your earliest convenience. And with that, he kind of ushers the other two council members to another door leading to like the side of the conference room where they're going to have their own private meeting later. And one of the attendants um, holds the door open for the exit and uh, leads you out of the building. What would you like to do next? Since we'll all be traveling together, I think we should be formally acquainted. I am Nanette Zem Kumre, and this is Benz, uh, and we're excited to work with you. Um, my name is, uh, you can call me Tana, uh, but I'm Tenacity of Hopping Mouse Kin, um, and this is Tattle, and Pat's the uh, squirrel kin that's sitting on her shoulder, and the squirrel just kind of flares out the little beefy wings on her back. Nice to meet you. Uh, Desgrim Laban. And this is Snickersnee. Um, and Snickers I don't think I mentioned Snickersnee is a polecat, uh, which is like a ferret, but wild. So <laughs> Imagining a shoelaces in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let you know because you'd be pleased. Um, it's not going to take like, it, it's, it doesn't even take like the rest of the day. He like this um the council member whose shoes that you've bitten up, he doesn't notice until later this evening that there's like 
um a quarter sized hole um in like the left <laughs> side of his shoe. He's actually mildly bleeding, but yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> uh so with that um two attendants uh ready three horses um they're about to tie um they're about to find a fourth horse and tie it to a carriage you can let them know if you just like the horses instead horses are fine i don't have a lot of stuff um yeah horses fine for me i'm gonna be honest um nanette has never really ridden horses before (laughs) Um, so, um, Nanette doesn't really say anything when you guys are, like, saying, like, horses are fine, um, but is just, like, looking back and forth between the horses and the carriage and you guys. Uh, would, would you prefer the carriage? I don't, can Ben ride a horse? No, it should be fine. I, I, I am a fast learner. Uh, okay, an attendant, um, looks at you and kind of nods, very impressed, um, and they ready the three horses that they have and uh, give you all the reins. And um, one of them gives you uh, a map of just the territories between um, you and those badlands with two small kinds of um, red X marks near to a village um, in southern Intha. And um, another village in mid-Endril that is, like, arguably uh, an hour and a half's ride from here. Um, can I make a check of some kind to see how well Nanette does at learning how to ride on the fly? <laughs> I want to say, um, is it? Hmm. Maybe agility? In fact, yes. Make an agility check. Oh, okay. This is going to be fun. I've got a seven agility. Um, so... Oh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole time there, Nanette is just, like, sitting really stiffly on the horse and just being jostled around. Um, totally deadpan face, but, like, like, clenching their jaw tighter and tighter as the, the day wears on. Nanette doesn't seem to be having as bad a time as they could have had. Um, but still. Um, out of those two locations, where are you headed first? What were they again? One was, like, at a village? There's one village, uh, an hour and a half's ride from here, um, at the top of uh, Mid-Endril. And there's another village um, further north uh, in southern Intha. That kind of hugs the very corner of the Badlands, according to this map. I guess the closer one makes, if we're going to stop at both. Yeah, we can check in with the first village. As you ride then, can I ask everyone to make an awareness check? That's an ace. Are aces ones? I forget. Hang on. It's a one. Okay, so that's a success. A very nice one. That's a not success for me. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I uh, got a king and I have an awareness of seven. <laughs> oh no! Oh, come on, Annette. Oh, what if what happens if it's a match? Yeah, I think that's a success. If it's equal to or lower, yeah, it's a success. Yeah. Okay, so how many successes are those then? Two. Uh, cool. Um, whose successes are those? Nanette and Death. Okay. Um. Both of you notice while riding that there seems to be um, two, like, on your right-hand side, where you can kind of see on the horizon the very kind of edge of the scorched trees and um, glitched earth of the Badlands. You can make out what looks to be a small band of... Uh, silhouettes of something. You can't make out if they're uh, humanoid or animal kin. Um, you can't make out how much of them, but it looks like a lot. And it looks like they're gathering around something as if they're preparing to head off um, into one of those villages, but you can't see what. Hmm. So they're a group of animals are preparing? A group of living things that you cannot make out is preparing for something. Mm. Can we see, like, how many there are? 
I will say that you, from your assessment, you can see that it looks like more than 10. But you can't make out exactly how much more. I want to head over there and see what's going on. Uh, okay, that that spot will be just a little bit closer than the village in question. Um, so you can make it there then. Uh, Des, right? Um, Nanette's gonna um, try to like hustle over to catch up with you, like bouncing really badly in the saddle when they do so, <laughs> oh, but no. like, um, like kind of holds out a hand and like taps you on the shoulder and is like, there are many more of them than there are of us. We should keep going. Because mm, I'm really curious and I want to know what's happening. Um, this is just a reminder, by the way, that Tenna has no idea what you've seen. <laughs> no, we just started like we just started riding off somewhere else. <laughs> Tenna's just riding on towards the village. And Nanette was just gonna keep yeah. going and not say anything, but Tenna yeah. just sees these two just like shift off to the right out of nowhere with great urgency. Des is very curious. Uh, my calling and promise or whatever looking for new things. Um, and Des is also used to traveling alone, so I think maybe they didn't even stop to think about this, which is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Have have we been noticed? Uh, they have not noticed you. You can you can tell from that you can tell from that uh, early awareness check that they have not even considered your presence at all. They're looking at something um they're facing what would be your left hand side and you can't tell if they're looking at something that would be dead ahead of you or um further to your left hand side. Okay. Um I'm gonna call Tenna over uh quietly and <laughs> point out the things that we saw, the creatures or whatever, um and say, There's something over there. Would you like to check it out? Trying really hard to be like considerate of other people for once. <laughs> I I guess it would be worth checking out. I do you know who they are? We don't know who they are. There are 10 or more and they are looking ahead. Um Tattle is like pulling on Tenna's hair and uh Tenna looks down at her and is like, "Well, she's Tattle's pretty small. I could maybe see if she can get like crawl through the grass and go see who they are." That's an idea. Yeah. And that nods. So if my familiar is going out, uh, can she make an awareness check or something that might help her scout out an area? Yeah, I want to say that that should that should work just fine. Oh my god! Wait one sec. So <laughs> Ben's has a trait called loose limbs, um, and they can remove their arms, legs, and tail. Oh, never mind, not their eyes. I was I was going to do something really. <laughs> I was Yes, the eye is not a limb. Yeah, never mind. <gasps> oh, man. Ooh, uh three and um Tattle's awareness is a ten. Okay. So that's a success. Nice. Fair enough. Um so as Tattle gets closer, um Tattle makes out that there are uh somewhere around seventeen. Um some of them are warped animal kin of the Badlands, but seem very peculiarly well-controlled at this moment. They seem almost, um, like, disciplined, which is uncharacteristic of the kinds of animals that survive in the Badlands. And they're surrounded by, um, hybrids of mostly, uh, Plinthians and leopards, or Plinthians and uh, Dobermans and Great Danes. Um, uh, See, so Tattle makes out roughly about um, eight, like, warped uh, German shepherds and, um, like, uh, domesticated, what would have been domesticated cats if they weren't, like, um, harmed by the kind of landscape of the Badlands. And around nine or ten, um, hybrids. Um, Tattle can also make out further in the distance from them, from this cluster of, um, hybrids and other animals, 
that there is another band of hybrids and humans further from this point deeper into the Badlands. And um, they are with a man who... He 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 looks well dressed, but you can't make out exactly um what color or, or fabric he's wearing. Um and he seems to be holding a stack of papers in his hand and observing something around that other cluster, which is um around like also sixteen or seventeen, but mostly um other humans. So there's two different groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like sixteen or so. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm assuming we're all gonna know this now. Yeah, Tuttle's gonna scurry back, and it's, like, the conversation probably looks like a lot of, uh, that, like, angry squirrel noise (laughs) that they make when they're yelling (laughs) and, um, tapping on Tenna's shoulder. And then Tenna will kind of translate out that there's a lot of warped animals, there are hybrids, however, there is also one that looks like a human. Mm-hmm. The, at the exact moment that uh, Tattle shares that information and you all make that observation, um, you see the first band move to the west, start moving to the west at dazzling speed, like just kind of chasing off into something to the left. Um, and I want all of you to make another awareness check. Okay. Algy and then M and then Sam. For convenience. Okay. Uh that's a ten. What's my awareness again? Probably less than ten. Hmm. Yeah, I failed that one. Here goes. Oh, I got a four and um Tenna's awareness is a seven. I got I got an eleven. Which is higher than my awareness of nine. Well, Tenna notices this mostly because uh, Tenna is also Drill and kind of knows the landscape very well, but also just because the the map was more or less um, accurate. Um, at, this, the, at the direction that that group ran off, um, they're most likely headed to the Drill village that is marked on the map. And at the speed that they're presently moving, um, uh, it is theoretically possible from where you are that you might be able to get to that village faster on horse if you um, expend a lot of energy to do that. Okay, so uh, Tenna immediately is oh no, oh no, they're they're going to the village. We have to go now. We have to warn them. Okay. Alright. And then that's gonna like try to kick their horse into going and probably like almost fall off when it starts running. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I take it that you all follow at at the fastest that you can. Yes. Like, you can see that you are um, outpacing them, but um, that band of animals and hybrids are still consistently moving. You can definitely always see them. Um, uh, when you uh, eventually get to the village, they are roughly about five or six minutes behind you, to be sure, and still definitely moving. Um, they don't seem to ever notice you, um, as you're moving, um, moving towards the village. Uh, they seem to be of one track as they move. Um, but you eventually get to the village. Um, it's a very small, let's say it's somewhere around like 60 or 70 people live in this like small kind of outcropping. Um, you meet, uh, a couple of young women who are washing clothes. Um, some older gentlemen seem to be, um, cooking at a spit outside of someone's house. Um, some children are running around in the street and playing. Well, not streets, kind of like a path, but still. Um, all of them are paying you no mind. They, they have noticed that you have just, um, sped, you just sped into their, um, environs, but they aren't paying you any mind at the moment, because they have no idea who you are. Um, Nanette bounces to a stop and, um, yeah, like, basically yells, who is in charge here? Um, one of the, you notice immediately that the women who are washing clothes, who are kind of closer to you than everybody else that you've presently seen, um, stop 
and kind of uh, stand up and are looking at you all curiously. Um, and then one of them puts down, like, drops the clothes that are in her hand, uh, is walking towards you and says, um, well, um, one of our elders is, uh, further off in the village trying to, uh, uh, look after, uh, one of her grandsons. Uh, what's the matter? There are hybrids on the way. More? At, like, at the sound of the word hybrids, you see a lot of the the handful of people who have noticed you kind of gasp and freeze. Um, you see a couple of people scatter um, into their homes. This is when you kind of notice that a lot of the homes at the front of the village where you've just stopped um, have a lot of barricades over their doors and windows already, such that um, once someone's entered, you just need to kind of um, secure them back into place. Um, uh, you see a couple of people scatter. Um, the the young woman in front of you kind of just drop what they're doing and uh, run to you and one of the other ones ask, um, are you with them? Did you come to um attack us again is 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 this some this some kind of some kind of ploy are you, are you here to beg for no no of course not we're we are here to warn you um it, it just this place doesn't look ready to fight uh des do you have any ideas then it the the council sent us um and we saw some hybrids on the way can you you said they've attacked before do you have somewhere safe you can Go? We've made some stronger barricades uh, further north of the village. Um, would you like to help us secure some of the others? Some of our youngest have been badly injured. Yes, we need to move fast. We only have a few minutes before they arrive. Yeah, we have to get everybody hidden and safe. We have horses for anyone who's injured. Um... Uh, so as you say that, um, the young lady who's talking to you just kind of gets like immediately more kind of anxious and leads you very urgently to uh, the other edge of the village where you see um, a couple of what, like three or four of the otherwise wooden homes um, of this village have um, they've made these kind of small stone barricades um, such that uh, even though they look very heavy um all that's needed is just to kind of move them in front of um, the doors and windows of these houses to prevent um, those uh, hybrids and those animals from being able to get in through the doors or the windows. Um, and um, you see this young lady grab um, like the makeshift stone handle on the left-hand side of one that looks very heavy, almost impossible for a girl of her uh, size and age to be able to lift by herself. And she gestures to one of you and says, please help me with this. Um, yeah. Benz has a might of ten. Oh, ho. Um, so Benz is gonna step up to the plate, um, if that's alright, and try to... Can I ask Benz to check for that? Yeah, no, I, I'm, that's, yeah, about to hit that button. Ooh, Nice. <laughs> Benz, the undead capybara, is gonna pile drive. That um, gonna use strength, the Pokemon ability to <laughs> move those stones, those large boulders. Uh, so uh, I want to say that in a way that is uncharacteristic for capybara, um, Benz kind <laughs> of um, like it takes its small um hands grabs the other end of the barricade from the very bottom um and lifts it like a full four inches off of the ground and it's just moving with it normally like it's not bothersome at all um and they put that in front of um one of the houses and she directs you to do the same with the other three barricades that are visible and the doors of the other uh three cottages inside here um, and you can, you can hear, in fact, as a result, that, um, inside the house that Benz has just helped to barricade, you can hear women, you can hear men and women who seem to be, um, speaking with very concerned tones about something, and you can hear 
what seems to be the pained wails of children and the elderly. Mm. How long do we have before the hybrids get here? You said like five or six minutes after us, right? Uh, at this point, it should be around three minutes. Okay. I mean, so who's who's still outside? Who's still defenseless? Um, everybody else has already given word to the other villagers who have already secured their own barricades in their own home, in their own homes. As far as you can see right now, um, uh, even the very last child who has been playing has just been ushered in by. Uh, their parents. So you just need to secure these houses and majorly just make sure that the, the other homes don't get um, severely damaged in what will definitely be a relentless attack regardless. And presumably protect ourselves. Too. Well, yes. Yeah. Mm. So, about the other three barricades, what do you do? Okay. Um, uh, Tenna's going to help with one. Yeah, I mean, Ben's is just going to keep going, I think. Okay, so I'll say that uh, Tenna and Ben's take the uh, second barricade and move it to the second. Um, I'm just going to um, give you that one so far because Ben's is uncharacteristically powerful. Um, (laughs) And the third and fourth. Des is going to head to the third, but actually I'm going to gesture to Snickersnee to head towards where the hybrids are coming from, because if I can get... If Snick, if Snickersnee can get there before combat starts, uh, they have a thing called Song of Peace, which once a day can... Uh, people who hear this song cannot enter combat. All oh. right. So if I can do that fast enough, it won't Heck last yeah. very long, but it can buy us some How time. How long will it last? Uh... It doesn't specify a time frame, but I'm guessing not more than, like, one scene. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so I'll give you that. Snickersnee heads off to um, the front of the village and can see this small band of creatures um, heading towards the village. And I want Snickersnee to do an awareness check for me. Okay. Uh... What's Snick's awareness? Oh no, Snick's awareness is a six, but alright. <laughs> Let's see. That's oh. a six! Okay, that's hey. a success! <laughs> Snick notices uh, movement from behind this band of animals and can very clearly see what looks to be uh, three coaches with barrels on them. Um, a handful of more hybrids, like two or three or four. Um, the coaches all have, um, one or two humans on them, including the, um, including the human that Tattle would have described, because I'm presuming Tattle gave a rough description. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is a smaller band that is following them, but is still an even further ways away. So, so the smaller band is the one with the barrels? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess Snickersnee is going to try to run very quickly and get to where, like, somewhere between the two of them so that the most possible people can hear. Actually, no. Snick is going to stay right in front of the village because that that seems more like guarding. Uh, and start singing. Um which is more sort of a chirping song. Okay. I want to say that the first band is close enough, like, a minute away is close enough that they will still hear. Okay. So this is going to last a bit, but not all day or anything. Okay. Um, so Snick sings for the first band, and you see these uh, animals and hybrids freeze for a moment. Well, not freeze so far so much as slow down in their pace um and then they come to a halt and they all seem to be sitting now as if almost falling asleep at the song but you can still see that they're still very much aware they're still um they they can notice snick they can notice the front of the village uh the wild warped animals among the band seem to almost be fighting it, but all uh, just as they begin to snap or claw at Snick, they just seem distracted by something else because of the song. 
The other band, however, is moving in earnest. Um, they will be another six minutes at this point. Um, what do the rest of you do about the other two barricades? Um, I mean, Nanette and Benz are continuing to move. Well, Nanette's, Nanette's still on the horse, but Benz is continuing to move the, of the barricades if, if possible. Um, can I have another strength check from Benz? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a five. <laughs> That'll do. Benz is is not is not a uh, yielding. Can Tenno try to get the uh? So Benz got one. Yes. And there's one more. Mm-hmm. Can Tenno try to get that uh, one? Can I get a strength check from Tenno, please? Yes, Tenno has a might of ten. Nice. Oh, nine. Oh, yes, made it. Okay. <laughs> um, you kind of like very languorously drag this um last uh barricade in front of its door secure it very strongly um and then uh the girl who was helping you goes thank you very much and then freezes and curses to herself did you lock yourself out of your it would seem um we need to move very quickly um at uh I, I, I really don't want to get caught in another one of these. Um, and you hear from the inside of the house with the second barricade, you hear a piece of wood shift. Um, you see two eyes kind of pair out of the barricaded, the now half barricaded window. Um, and you hear an old woman's voice say, Ara? What are you doing outside? Um, I, I, I heard that. You were the one that gave us the message in the first place. Why don't you move this barricade and come inside quickly at once? Tenna's going to help Era get back inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And give me another might check. Oh, boy. If this doesn't work, Benz is going to step up. Oh. Is a Jack a 10? Oh. It's a, it's a it's 11. Jack is an 11. Oh, an 11. Oh, right. Okay, no. Tenna is struggling with that barricade. Can Benz try to join? Uh, very well can. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a four. <laughs> um, Benz is unstoppable. <laughs> I want to say Benz literally watches Tenna and Ara struggle with the stone barricade. And then just kind of lifts it from the bottom and throws it over himself. Um, so now the door is, <laughs> now the door is open and the barricade is behind Benz. Um... Now you can all get into this door. Um, Ara opens the door and ushers you all in. Nanette uh, gets off the horse, more or less, <laughs> and stumbles inside. <laughs> uh, so you all come inside. Um, I guess this is a, this, this is a useful moment to figure out who closes the barricade and closes the door at the same time, especially since Benz is still outside. Um, oh, Snickersnee is also still outside. I would like to make a pitch. Yes, let me know. Um, if if we all want to go inside, I would like to see if Benz can detach their um, arms and legs <laughs> um, and use those to um, collectively move the, the barricade back into place and then just hop them back into the window. So to be sure, the limbs will still move if they're detached. Um, if they're detached, so when removed, their limbs function as normal and can crawl, hop, and inch separate places. Your familiar is always in complete control of the removed limbs, and once they're back in its body, can reattach them as if by magic. So okay, I'm thinking like yeah. Um, I will say that if you succeed highly enough, um, its detached its detached arms will still be will still be able to carry enough. Um, strength while lying on the ground to be able to maneuver this barricade properly enough. Okay, so like disadvantage of like one or two points? I will say that the disadvantage is... I think the disadvantage is two. Yeah, I wanted to give you... I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm sorry. That's okay. It's alright. Big money, no whammies. Oh, no! (laughs) That's gonna be a king. That's not gonna work. Um, So you are all inside. Ben's uh, sans two arms is also inside, and those two arms are struggling to lift this barricade off the ground. Terribly, terribly. The fact that they're both, like, forearms lying in the dirt makes it very difficult to maneuver, and they haven't like the barricade is still now several feet away from the door of this house. 
Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to turn to Nanette and say, Snickersnee can get both of them inside through the barricade. Through the barricade. Yes. Oh, you've got that ability. Okay. Yes. Um, then Ben's will rejoin with their limbs and try to move the whole thing. Okay, and right before it closes, uh, Des whistles really, really loudly um, for Snickersnee. And Snickersnee hears it and runs for the window. Mm, Snickersnee does not run for the window because Snickersnee has an ability. <laughs> oh! Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, I think Snick has to stop singing. I mean, yes. In order to come back. So, this is going to be dicey, but let's see. Uh, so, my plan is Snickersnee is going to run really fast back, and then I have a thing called Burrow, where uh, they can dig through rock, packed earth, and walls and floors made of such materials, and the tunnel will collapse. I, I get to choose, and I think I'm going to choose collapses immediately two meters behind them, which should give just enough for... Um, for Ben's to get through too. All right. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to make some checks, right? Yes, you will. <laughs> um, I want to say I just need an agility check with a disadvantage of one. Okay. Um, I have another change. <laughs> Sorry. Snickersnee has lots of legs. Uh, they have two extra legs, which gives plus two to checks for running. Okay, so you have an advantage of one then. Okay. Do they cancel out, or is it a total advantage of one? Uh, I think it's to- minus one plus two is total mm-hmm. one, right? Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Five. Yeah, that does it. All right. <laughs> um, so the barricade is safely up. Snick is safely inside. Everyone is now... Uh, in the second home, you see... Ben's also followed, I assume, right? Yeah, I, I hope. Okay. Um, so inside, um, you can see it's, uh, dim but not dark because all of the, because all of the windows are closed and they are, and there is only one candle lit inside. But you can see, um, four beds, um, two children are lying in one. And three uh, adults are lying in the other three. Um, you can see a handful of young men and women who seem to be um, tending to what look like very grievous wounds on all of them. Um, scars that are almost an inch and a half long. Um, uh, some uh, treated towels that are lying on the heads of some of the children. Um there is a very old woman, a short old woman, a woman who is standing at the uh, window who beckons Ara to her and they embrace by the window, uh, mutter their own little kinds of worries that they are, that they could have almost been seriously hurt. Um, and uh, all of you are also in this room. Nanette is going to investigate the kids. Like the the wounded. Um, might I have an awareness check? Yes, you can. Got an awareness of nine. Let's hope this is lower than it that. It is. Yeah, that's an eight. Um, whew. one of the children uh has um a series of claw marks across his left arm and chest that have since fully healed. Um, they look to you maybe um, somewhere around maybe two weeks old um, but uh, it appears that he's been treating he's being treated for a fever um, and the other child has um, fresh kinds of bite marks on the backs of its legs um, just above the ankle um, that look very very deep um, they are being, they are, uh, uh, you can see a young, uh, a young man who is, um, replacing the bandages for one of them, which is how you can see exactly how deep and how numerous there are. It looks like, um, it looks like the teeth of a dog or a small cat 
but far more teeth than their jaw should have. Mm. Okay. Are um going to turn to Ara and um ask how frequently do these attacks happen? <sighs> um when I was very young there would be as scarce as a month and a half in between, but as of very recently they've been every other day. I we've been barricading these rooms for months now because of the persistence of it they've been striking us since the beginning since the beginning of the year with uh, a frightening regularity you say that the council sent you yes it's taken you a damn time um what what is the plan of action then how do we repel this why are you still here this is our home why should we have to leave? We've lived here for ages. The Badlands or no Badlands. This has been the place where we eat and teach. We can't just give up on the only home that we know. The place where we grew up. The place where our forefathers raised us. I understand. Do you? Because we are still under attack. I do. What happens now, then? Do you know where I'm from? I'm I'm from Ratha. My home tree is dying. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Ara just kind of, like, she, she becomes very meek at that point. Um, because she does know that the home tree is, the, the state of the home tree is quite uh, 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 a saddening ordeal. Uh, she says very softly, I'm sorry, but... Uh, those who, those who stay here and aren't injured have already passed, and I, I just really want to know what we can do to keep this place safe and secure after these these weird attacks. Um, and as she says that, you can hear what sounds like, um, the ramming of something against wood at the front of the other houses before these barricaded ones. Can we see out the windows? Uh, you can. You can move a couple of slats from the windows without um, disturbing the barricades. Um, are all of you going to look through the windows? Yeah, yeah. Tana and Tattle are going to try. N- uh, Ben's isn't, but Nanette is. Uh, if you're going to look through the window, might I get uh, an awareness check from you? Okay. I guess I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Eight. I think that's a tie. Ties are successes. Yay. Uh, should I do one for ten and one for tattle? Uh, just give me one. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a king. I got so many kings right. over here. That's unfortunate. My turn. Mm-mm. Oh, Jack, that's not going to do okay. it. Okay. Um. So. The eight was Dessa's. Okay. Uh, you can see the first band is already descending upon the doors and trying to scratch and bite their way through, but are failing. Um, uh, it, it, it does indeed look, however, that that first band is persistent enough to try until they can get some kind of hold into what are still wooden barricades above, uh, in front. Um, so you can tell that they will have an easier time if they keep going, getting through some of those other houses than they will through here. Um, but they haven't noticed these houses yet. Um, you can also get a clear sense of the second band, which has already stopped at the front of the um, village. Um, and you can see some of the men come out of those coaches and also start kind of breaking down the doors and windows of some of the front homes. So you can hear howling, you can hear wood breaking or almost being bent and broken, and you can hear some of the screams and wails of some of those in front who are hesitant to have their houses broken into. Mm. Mm, I've got a question about the men from the carriages, but I'm not seeing this, so I shouldn't ask, right? Yes, you cannot see them, so... Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I'm the only one who can see it. Um, (laughs) Okay. um, I think I'm going to tell the others that uh, 
Yeah, they're still here. They're still attacking and they're trying to break through some of these barricades. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Things aren't over yet, so please join us for the next episode. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.